0: Everybody turn your Bibles to Book of John, Chapter 6, Gospel of John, Chapter 6, for our thoughts. I am so happy to be here this morning. How about you? I need to be here. How about you? Amen. Familiar text, but, you know, Word of God never grows old. It's fresh, it's new bread, out of the oven, every time you open it up and you bless it and break it, amen? John chapter 6, I want us to begin with verse 35. John chapter 6 and verse 35, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, he that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And I will raise him up at the last day. Let's pray. Father, we come before you thanking you for this day and this privilege, honor of being able to assemble in your house and in your name. And Father, I just pray now that as I break the bread of life, you will give me the words to say, bring to my memory those things I've studied this past week, that I might present the gospel with authority and in boldness. And Father, you know the needs of those I stand before. You know our physical needs. You know our material needs. And most importantly, you know our spiritual needs, Lord. So Father, we bring our petitions before you and we ask and seek that your precious will be done. Have your way in our hearts. May your Holy Spirit deal with us this morning. And if there's one that knows not Christ and the free pardon of sin, May they come before it's everlasting too late. We love you, and we praise you for it's in Jesus, our Savior's name, that we ask these things, Father. Amen. Please be seated. I've been here for a while, and y'all all know I'm pretty much... An old hillbilly preacher. But you know, kind of like the Apostle Paul, as far as I didn't come here with excellency of speech or wisdom. Only thing I know is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I'm thankful that the Lord allows me. Such a privilege and honor being able to share the gospel with you every Sunday. Teach his word on Wednesday nights. I'm very blessed and I'm thankful for that. But I want to speak to you just for a little bit about the bread of life. Does everybody, has everybody partaken of the bread of life? I hope everybody here has because Jesus is that bread of life. Jesus tells us over in Matthew when he was tempted by Satan that man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So understand, the bread of life, life in itself is through Christ. And that's what he's trying to teach. Now there's three miracles that took place before this text that we read. The first one was Jesus blessed And God provided for 5,000 people with five barley loaves and two little fish. Now, I would say that's a miracle. The second miracle is he commands the disciples to get in a boat and go on the other side of the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. While they obeyed and they got in the boat, the Bible says that a large storm came upon the water. And of course, They were Baptists shaking in their boots. Scared to death, a little wind, a little wave. But the thing is, Jesus is walking on the water. Now, I will be the first to tell you, if I saw somebody walking on the water, I would be shaking myself. But the Bible says, as soon as Jesus entered into the boat, and here's the third miracle. We don't really give it a lot of, we don't really pay a lot of attention, but there were three miracles. One, he was walking on water, but the Bible says as soon as he entered the boat, immediately they were up the other shore. Immediately they landed right there. Think about that for a minute. We don't really give a lot of thought to that. But we know who the King of Kings is, we know who he is. And that's the background. Well, The day before, we're talking about the day before all of this happened. Now it's the next day, all of the people wanted more fish and bread. They were there to have the Lord perform more. Provide for their physical needs. The sad thing was they weren't searching for someone to meet their spiritual needs. And that's why Jesus had to emphasize That I am the bread of life. And by the way, just in the book of John alone, he says, I'm the bread of life. I am the vine. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the I am's, and that would be a good message one of these days. All the I am's that he spoke. But he's there, and he's wanting them to understand. It's good that you're seeking me. And I think it's good today that people seek him. But listen, you have to seek him for the right reason. You can't come to God's house and say, I'm going to barter with the Lord today. There's no such thing as bartering with the Lord. You either accept him Or you reject him. You either serve him or you don't. Okay? So he's there. And he says in verse 35. Let's get to the message. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Now what he's doing, again, why were they seeking him? For another miracle. They were looking for their material needs and their physical needs, but they weren't spiritually looking for the Christ, the Messiah. But notice how he introduces himself. He says, well, I am the bread of life, and he is. And what I mean by that and what he means by being the bread of life, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, he will provide for you, but he will meet your need completely. But notice how he introduces himself. I am. Over in Exodus at the burning bush, Moses was introduced to God, Jesus. And he said, I am. And he told Moses, Moses, you tell them because he said, Lord, they're not going to believe me. How will they know what I'm saying just from you? He says, Moses, you tell them I am has sent you. Now there's another passage in John 8 where Jesus tells them before Abraham was, I am. Understand, Jesus is declaring his deity. And I am the bread of life. He sustains and gives us when we come to him everything we need. Now notice I didn't say everything we want. If the Lord gave us everything we want you know what would happen? We'd stop serving him. Oh I don't need to go to church. He's given me everything I've ever wanted. And we would forget where his gifts come from. And we would put him on the back burner. So I'm glad he meets my needs. I'm thankful he meets my needs. But I'm also, get this, I'm thankful he doesn't give me everything I want. Because I would forget about him. And I would take pride in ha, I must be something else because he loves me. Look at all the favor he shows You know, sometimes what we think is favor isn't favor. It's God saying, okay, we've got to teach you a lesson. So you really want that, huh? Okay, and then you find out down the road that, ah, why did I want that? Uh, I don't think I want that at all. Listen, he's everything we need. If you have him, you have it all. And I pray everybody here knows the Lord. And he's trying to get the people to understand. I am. I'm God. He's declaring his deity, but he's the bread of life. He's all we need. And then notice what it says. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. I can say, in all these years I've been saved, I have never, ever wanted anything more than just to walk with Him. He's fully satisfied me spiritually. He's met my needs, but I don't have to have everything that the world has to offer. And as I said it a moment ago, if you have him, you have everything you need. Everything. He says, he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Over there, in Revelation 21, he says, it's done. I'm the Alpha, and I am the Omega. He says, Any man that cometh unto me can come and take of the water of life freely. (sighs) He gives me spiritual nourishment and he satisfies my longing and thirst. The problem with the world today is they're thirsty. And they're trying everything out there to satisfy their thirst and their hunger. They're trying drugs and alcohol giving in to the sins of the flesh. They're doing all of that. What they fail to realize, once the influence of those things wear off, they're still hungry and they're still thirsty. But with the Savior, you know him. Listen, he satisfies that hunger, that thirst, and that void. You know, we all have a void. And I believe God made it that way, made us that way. Because the only one that can fill that void and satisfy is a relationship with him. Everybody tries different things. I did. Thought I could drink Garland County dry. I thought working in the oil fields, I'd make all kinds of cash and money would satisfy me. There was nothing that ever satisfied me until I met the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know What? I've been satisfied ever since. I have no longing other than for heaven and for him. He says, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me. And what? Believe not. Isn't that amazing? Let me ask you a question. If we were back then with them, And we saw him perform that miracle of feeding the multitude with five loaves and two fishes. Do you think we might say, hmm, maybe he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. No, we would have been just like them. They saw, but they didn't believe. And there's many people out there that know about Jesus. They've heard. They've been to church. They've been to Sunday school or vacation Bible school or to church camp. They've heard about him. But beloved, it takes more than just knowing about him. You must personally personally have a relationship with Christ. He must be your personal Savior and Lord. So many people, they trip over that. You go down the street and stop someone, most everybody will tell you, yeah, I believe there's a heaven. Yeah, I believe there's a God. Oh, I've heard about Jesus. I believe he's a savior. At least that's what I was told. But, you know, I'm still young and I want to live my life. When I get Older, then I'll come to the Lord and allow Him to be my Savior. But there's two problems with that. The first problem is you could die before you have the opportunity. And number two is, you know, you have to be drawn to the Lord through the Holy Spirit. If you're not willing to be drawn with the Holy Spirit dealing with you, That's the way of God getting you to the Son. If you're not going to receive Him when that's taking place, what makes you think when He's not dealing with you, you're going to want to receive Him? You're not. That's why it's very important that you call upon the name of the Lord. You receive the bread of life. He that cometh to me. Notice what he says. He that cometh to me. Shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Here's one of my favorite verses. Notice I said one of because all of God's words are my favorite. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. What are those that believe you can be saved today and lost tomorrow? What do they do with this verse? You see, once you come to Him and receive Him as Lord and Savior, you are eternally secure in Christ from that day on. He's never ever going to say, well, you stubbed your toe, I'm mad at you, out you go. No! You are sealed till the day of redemption you are saved listen he says no man can pluck you or me out of his hand we're talking about Christ and then the fathers got his hand over the Lord's hand no man Paul said in Romans 8 What shall separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus? And he gives a whole list. There is nothing that will ever separate you. Understand all that come to him. There is your key. You got to come to him on his terms. You have to receive him as your savior. All that come to me, I will no wise cast out. And what I love about that is that includes you and me and anyone that will call upon the name of the Lord. They will be saved. There's nothing. That's why I, I'm not ashamed to say I believe in the security of the believer. Oh, you Baptist, live any way you want to. You're going to heaven. If you've been washed by the blood, absolutely. And if you're truly saved, you understand you've been bought with a price. You understand, no, 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 no. You can't live any old way you want to because you don't want to. You don't want to go back to the mire. I lived in the mire all them years and then I met the Savior and he got me out of the mire and he put me on a solid rock and foundation and I've never desired to be back in that mire now I'm not talking perfection I still follow the Lord every day no I'm not staggering drunk out there I'm not doing drugs I'm not running around I'm not doing any of that stuff well, I am human. Sometimes I can get angry. Sometimes I cannot show the compassion I should. You know, sometimes when uh, this happened to me Saturday, yesterday. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't yesterday. Lord, forgive me. It was Friday. I'm sitting in my recliner, and it's 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 always the same when I get ready to pray or start to study, the phone will ring or the doorbell will ring. Boy, I had my coffee and I got my seat and I had my Bible and I was fixing to have a word of prayer. Ding dong. Okay, I get up. I'm still in my pajamas. Dogs are going crazy. So I go to the door. Jehovah Witnesses. I said two ladies I said can I help you and they said yes sir what do you think about the condition of the world I said it's going to hell <laughs> yeah but but what's God's remedy I said the Savior he was the remedy well Yeah, but she goes, do you know? Are you going to be left in paradise? I said, I'm going to heaven when I die. Yes, heaven's paradise for the saved. But ma'am, I'm a a saved child of God. I'm going to be dwelling in heaven. I'm not going to be down here in the millennial to live and dwell. I will be in heaven. Now, I will get to go back and forth. And she goes does the Bible say that? And I said, well, you can start with First Thessalonians chapter 4, and we can go into the book of Revelation, and I can show you in chapter 20 and chapter 21 about a new heaven and a new earth, and I said, but I go, ladies, I just don't have time for this. And they said, well, would you be, and I just shut the door. I did. I did. That's what I'm saying. Now, before you say, preacher, that was wrong, no compassion. The Bible says I am not to let them in the house, and I am not to bid them Godspeed. I am not to go along with their heresy. But I will be honest. I got back in my seat, and I started having prayer, prayer, and the Holy Spirit said, you know, there are people they don't know the truth. Why didn't you try to share the truth? And he began to hit me over the head with that. But here's my point. He's the bread of life. He is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And we have the truth. We have that bread that satisfies Forever. That water of life that he's given to us freely that will, ne- will never thirst again. Once you have him, you got it all. But there are so many out there that don't have. And they are searching. They are searching. But notice, you come to me, I won't cast you away. So that's anyone that's a Mormon that's a Jehovah witness that's a Mooney that's anyone doesn't matter if they're gay or straight anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord he'll save them but I will tell you this And I'll argue till the Lord calls me home. No matter what your sin is, when he saves you, you become a new creation in Christ. And you leave that old way in sin alone. You'll leave it alone. If you don't, we need to talk again. Because something ain't right. I gave my testimony at the uh, outreach. Thank you, sister. I scare myself anymore. I just stop in the middle of a train of thought. Call me Biden Jr. No, I'm not that bad. But what I'm saying is, yeah, please, no. Hey, if you're going to throw anything at me, throw money. Don't throw rocks. Amen. Don't throw rocks. Jehovah's Witnesses and the President all in one sermon. Hey, this won't be very popular on sermon audio. But here's my point. Everybody, as I was sharing the gospel out there, I told this one person, had a big old Budweiser in his hand, and you know, if they're drunk... It's a waste of time. This guy wasn't drunk, but he had his bud, and he's sipping, and I'm sharing the guy. I said, you know, I was the biggest drunk in Garland County. And I go, you know what the Lord did for me? I go, when I invited him into my heart to be my Lord and Savior, do you know he took that away from me? He delivered me, set me free. I've never touched a drop. He goes, ah. Oh. he goes, I couldn't quit if I wanted to. I said, oh, you can, sir. But you gotta want to and you gotta give it to the Lord. Right. And he goes, you really believe? I go, I'm a walking testimony. I know what I was before. You have nothing on me. But I have been delivered, set free. Yeah. He will thank you for your time. Kept on walking. Who whatsoever come to me I will not cast them away I pray for that guy I don't know his name he wouldn't even give me his name he just stopped and I tried to give him one of those little bibles John and Romans and those are by the way have the Romans road I'm getting a lot of those and I'm laying back there and I want all of us church to grab them and keep them on us Understand, He is the bread of life. And you'll never be fully satisfied until you partake of that bread and that water. Which He offers, and I'm glad it doesn't, didn't cost me nothing, it cost Him everything. Freely. Freely. Then He goes on to say, oh, I better rush up notice he says but I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not and all that the father giveth me shall come to me there is a key there all that the father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will nowise wise cast that out For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will but the will of him that sent me. The whole purpose of Jesus coming into the world yes to fulfill the will of God the Father but what he did was he came into the world to die on the cross to make atonement for the sins of the world so that the world could be reconciled to God. You see, the Father is holy, He's righteous, and in our own capacity, we ain't going to measure up. And the only way that we could be reconciled to God was for Jesus Christ to come, die on the cross, our sins, the world's sins, be placed upon Him, and God accepting that offering as payment in full for our redemption. You see, Jesus never sinned. He never spoke wrong, never thought wrong, never did wrong. He was perfect. He is the only one that can reconcile us to God through His offering. And that's why He came from Heaven, even before the foundation of the world, God was already devising a plan to redeem us. what a God, and what a savior and then he says real quick, we know that he came to die for our sins In verse thirty nine and this is the father 's will." Which has sent me, that all which He has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Now, when you see that word last day, He's talking about, in context, the resurrection. First of all, He's talking about His resurrection. He died for our sins, He was buried. And he came out of the grave victorious over death, hell, and sin. Because he lives, we're going to live also. He's talking about his resurrection at the last day. But then he includes those that come to him. Notice what he says. And this is the Father's will which has sent me that of all which have has, given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day and this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day he was not only talking about his own resurrection but he was talking about those that have received him as the bread of life they will also rise. We that belong to him have nothing to fear when it comes to death. Listen, we've had loved ones go on to be with the Lord. They've taken of the bread of life. But listen, they've died. But listen, they're with the Lord. Their spirit's already with the Lord. But one day, that old body's gonna be joined to that spirit it's going to be a new body. Lord knows I need one. But hey, before y'all laugh at me, I see some of y'all could use a body too. Amen. But aren't you thankful that we're going to get one? One that won't wear out? No signal. Sister, I just want to be able to get up out of bed without hearing snap, crack, and pop. Everywhere. I just want to be able to get out of bed and not hurt. You know, because of the Bride of Life, guess what? I'm going to be raised up in the resurrection. What a Savior. Now, I'm going to hush with this. We know He's God. We know what God's will was to send His Son into the world to die and atone for our sins. We know that in order to be reconciled to God the Father, we have to partake of Christ, the bread of life. By faith, receive him into our hearts by faith. And finally, we know that by accepting the bread of life, we are going to rise victorious one day. Death is not the end. I've had people tell me through the years of my ministry, oh, I believe when you die, you're just dead. That's it. You become worm food. Listen to me. Those that know Christ and even those that die without Christ as their Savior, y'all get this, they are more alive than what we are right now. The lost know, oh, I messed up. Can't blame God. And the saved, you couldn't give me ten worlds to come back. Look, I'm with the Savior. Look, I'm gathered to my people. Look at what the Lord has prepared for those that love Him. So, Here's my question in close. Have you received the bread of life? Have you taken the water of life freely? If not, I urge you to. Because it comes down. It's really simple. It's heaven or hell. It's Jesus or Satan. It's eternal life or eternal death. I don't know how to be any plainer. But it's something you have to decide. I can't make that decision for you. Nobody here can make that decision for you. God gave us free will. So it's our decision. So if you're here under the sound of my voice this morning and you're not sure, or you know you've never... Accepted Christ as your Savior. We're fixing to have an invitation. During that invitation, as the Spirit deals with your heart, and what I mean by that is the Holy Spirit's telling you, you need to go forward. You need to go forward. That's God drawing you to the Son. Obey that voice. Listen. You'll never regret it. I assure you never regret it. Would you stand with me, please?